Hello and welcome to Prepare the Answer. Uh, it's so good to have you all tuned in today. And what is a beautiful day, looking outside, I can just see the, the beginnings of spring and the sunshine. Um, I was just looking back at the last post, it's definitely been a while, it's been over a month. Um, there's been so much going on, I, I do feel bad that I haven't really been uh, putting up anything up here. And of course, as I always say, it's not due to a lack of ideas. Um, I have been doing my Masters, um, I'm doing my Church History course in my masters um, for about the last three weeks so that's the primary reason why I haven't been on here so much um, although um, I had some ideas for that as well it, it didn't always fit with quite um, the, the topics that I want to discuss on here normally uh, but I mean learning a lot um, I think maybe in part of that to be honest I, I need to sometimes as I talk about on here get better at listening to the spirit so what is the spirit putting on my heart sometimes we go down roads where we end up doing things that we feel we need to do, but they're not always the things that inspire us. And to be honest, being on here, putting up articles defending the faith, defending Christianity, defending the Bible, uh, putting out positive evidences and positive reasons and supportive theism, uh, that's more exciting for me. Uh, I think sometimes I need to make sure I take, you know, take responsibility to be inspired. That's the point I'm making, and I apply it to myself Um I think we all need to do that, take responsibility to be inspired. We all know, or at least we should know anyway, what things inspire us in life. Uh, and we need to make sure we go after them. And I think I apply that to myself today. Um, but also there's exciting things happening. Um, I've just recently took part in a new teaching group in the church. It's it's not so much officially a new teaching group at this point, but it's some ideas coming out from other people of a like mind that have been involved. If not already um, bearing fruit as well, getting input and so on. So um, hopefully exciting things are happening for you. Um, God is doing many things in your life uh, and you can see what they are. And again, I pray that if not, that we will see them and see what God's calling us to and what he wants us to do. But uh, the topic today is, it's again just an assertion that someone will make, which in this case today is, I, I will only believe if I can see it. So we know what I'm talking about. People often say when we're talking about God, um, or evidences or whatever, people say things like, well, I'll only believe in what you believe. I'll only believe in God. I'll only believe in Christianity. I'll only believe in Jesus um, if I can see it. In other words, what they mean is, because I haven't seen it, I don't believe it or I don't believe it the way you do. Um, I haven't seen it enough. I'm not fully convinced. I'm not saying it's not true sometimes. They might say that, but I'm not doing it the way you do it because I'm not fully convinced. I haven't fully seen it. I haven't seen it. There's something I haven't seen. And again, before I delve into the an answer to that, obviously, again, like I say with everything, it's important maybe to ask questions. Well, what what would you need to see in order to live the way you think I live, in order to live the life of a Christian? What would you need to see? How would you need to see it? How many times would you need to see it? What would convince you? Um, and if that would convince you, is your expectation, if it is God appearing to you, um, is that does he need to do that with everybody else? Um, is is it fair to expect that? You know, again, just deal with whatever that answer is. But um, but in in response to that though, in response to that, well, I'll only believe if I can see it. And it sounds a bit like Judas, doesn't it? Or sorry, Thomas, Judas. It sounds a bit like Thomas in the Bible. You know, if I can only see it, um, then I'll believe. And just bear in mind though, and I said this before, Jesus appeared to him, and did let him see it. So. If you sincerely want to see see it, whatever it is for you, you may very well find it, but it may not be the way you want it to be. 
But um, and again, that that's a slightly different topic. But I'll only believe if I can see it. Well, the main point I want to make on this, really, and I'm sure a lot of us have heard this anyway, and it's just to give us a bit of a list, I suppose. But the the point is, there's many things that exist that we can't see. Um, I mean, people have probably heard that before. I'm sure, maybe, or they might not have heard it. They might just not have thought about it. So you're saying you'll only believe if you can see it, really. You only believe in what you can see. Um, that's not true. There's things that I know you believe in that you take for granted that you can't see. Um, some of these things, in fact, um, were never seen. So some of these things I'll describe are maybe seen through a microscope or they're measure, maybe measured by a scientific tool. But once upon a time we didn't have that scientific tool and yet they still existed. Um, and on that note, I do think, and I may come back to this, there may very well be things out there that we haven't discovered because we haven't found a way to measure them yet. But it doesn't mean that they're not very powerful. And I'm about to give a bit of a list of things that exist that we can't see. But the inspiring thing for me here is, uh, and I suppose we'll start with this, by saying that the forces of nature, so the four sort of key forces of nature, which in essence are like the strongest forces that we know um, are all things that we can't see. So electromagnetism, you know, the physical interaction between electrically charged particles, electromagnetism, you see, you can see the effects of magnetism, um, but you can't physically see this force. Electromagnetism, you can't see it with the eye. Again, you can see the manifestation of it, and we'll come back to that in a moment, but you can't see it with the eye. Um, gravity. Gravity is all around us. It's always drawn everything to the centre of the Earth. Um, objects with a higher mass have a higher level of gravity drawing them to other objects. So gravity, we can't see gravity. And yet we know it's an unbelievable force keeping us grounded. It's less on the moon, obviously, which means that you know people float off into space a little bit. Um, so gravity, we, we can't see gravity yet we know it's real um, other forces the nuclear forces incredibly powerful forces and known as the strong force and the weak force and it's all to do with at an atomic level but incredibly powerful forces the strong force it's the attractive force that's between protons and neutrons um, and keeps the nucleus together essentially so this strong force keeps the nucleus together again we, we can't see that and the weak force then, on the other hand, is, is radioactive decay of the nuclei. So these forces go on. These are the forces of nature. Um, incredible forces at work here. But again, we, we can't see them. The wind. We see the effects of the wind, but we can't physically see the wind. And some of this is just a bit of a list here. Uh, we can't see sound waves. Yet we know they exist. We can't see radio waves. Um, electricity itself. We don't see atoms. Um, we don't see the dark matter. Um, which is supposed to make up about 80% of the universe uh, because it has no light and no energy. And so again, 80% of the universe we, we can't see because it's dark matter. But we don't we know that it exists. Uh, also, antimatter, which is the opposite of normal matter, um, and we can't we can't see that. There's other things we can't see. Air. I mean, it's sort of taken for granted. And the oxygen that we need to survive, we can't see that either. Yet it's all around us, making up so much a part of the atmosphere. Um, other things we can't see, UV light, um, electromagnetic waves, we can't see that, we can't see infrared light. Um, 
we can't see, and just all I want, just a bit of a detour then as well here, um, we can't see the mind. We know that we have a brain, but we can't see thoughts. It might sound obvious, but things that are powerful. And all the things that are powerful are emotions. I'm sure most people would agree in saying that love is the most powerful force in the universe. Yet we can't see it. We can't see emotions. Yet they're extremely powerful. Um, hope, we can't see hope. Read books from uh, people who were in survived the concentration camps, and they'll tell you the power of hope. Yet it can't be seen. Um, we also can't see um, quantum particles, even smaller than atoms. We can't see them. And then another point I was reading recently that we can't see is we we can't see the entire universe. Yet we we know it's there. Um, some of these things, some of these might stand out to us. There's a long list of things here. Um, we can see, it says, about 5% of the universe is observable to us, um, yet we we can't see the rest of it. And I think it makes me think of other things, actually, um, here in documentaries before about the, the ocean. We know there's more of the oceans are unexplored. They say there's more species um, in the oceans that we haven't explored compared to what we have currently explored. Some of this stuff is mind-boggling. And you realise there's things that we accept. Every day we accept them, Yet we've never seen them. And in fact, these are actually the most powerful things that we know of. And yet we believe in these things. And you say, as I said already, you might say a couple of things. You might say, well, we can see most of them on a microscope or we can, by scientific machinery, we can see them. And yeah, well, yes, that's, that's true for a lot of these for sure. But once upon a time, we didn't see them. We couldn't measure them. But they still existed. And it makes me think there are other things out there, other forces out there, that we just haven't found a way to measure yet, um, or see them yet. And the other factor as well is, but you also may say that um, it, if, if not seen under the microscope, or measured scientifically, that you can see the manifestation of it. So in other words, the wind, you can see that it blows, obviously on the trees, or on your, or you feel it on your body, or whatever, or you know different things you'll say, well, yeah, I can't see them, but I can see the result of them. Well... We'll see what I'm going to say about that. I mean, the point here is, I can't believe in God or the way you do because I, I need to see it. I'll only believe if I see it. Well, um, Romans 1 tells us in, in verse 18, The wrath of God has been revealed from heaven against all the godless and wickedness of men. They suppress the truth by their wickedness. It's not about morality. Since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities... His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. How? How have they been clearly seen? Well, it says being understood from what has been made, so that men are without excuse. In other words, the point we're making as Christians, when people make this claim, is that we can see the manifestation of God. It's called general revelation. So it's the created world around us. God has been clearly seen. His attributes have been clearly seen because of what has been made. We can see it all around us. We know he's revealed himself in what has been made. In other words, it's very logical to, to look at the trees and look out at the flowers. I'm looking out my window right now. Look at the flowers. Look at the created, kingdom, created world, animals and human bodies, the human body even, and see a designed and clear structure. There's a clearly a mind behind this you know, machine that we are. Um, so the work. So the point is that God has revealed Himself through what He's been been made, so we can see the manifestation of God in our life and all around us. So that's the point. The point is that you can't say just because I haven't seen it, it doesn't exist. That doesn't apply to anything else around us. And there's so many examples of things that do exist 
yet we can't see them. And it seems it's a set of God. Again, the manifestations, the workings, um, the design of God is all around us. And that's why we believe in God through general revelation. And obviously with someone we can take them into the, the special revelation and a relationship with God through his, his word, how he's spoken and communicated to us, which is another level of evidence, of course, which then creates a relationship. But again, this is just a quick answer to someone who says, well, I can't believe because I can't see it. And like, well, how come you don't apply that standard to everything else in the world and in the universe? And there's so many examples of that. And again, just to say, well, and again, has God revealed himself? You know, is he observable? Is there manifestations of God all around us? And we just haven't looked at them. It's just not been done in our terms. And just also keep in mind Judith, or Thomas again. Sorry, keep in mind Thomas, who wanted physical evidence. And he, with a sincere heart, he would say, if I could just see more evidence, then that would be enough for me. And Jesus gave it to him. So hopefully we can be ready to present evidence to people. Obviously we do want people to seek God for themselves because God will never turn them away and he'll not remain silent to anyone who seeks him. So hopefully some of that's been helped today. It's been good to be back. I've got many more ideas. Please keep your thoughts and comments and questions coming in. Um, www.preparetheanswer.wordpress.com uh, It's been great to be with you all today. See you again soon. Goodbye.